You're listening to Every Song Has a Story, an independent podcast that aims to provide a platform for artists to talk about their inspirations and their unique process of writing songs. Big City Productions is committed to carrying on the conversation about local art and culture in your community. Hey, how's it going? We're getting through the holiday season, trying to stay warm and keep our momentum going. But a wise woman once said, no excuses and no explanations. So here we are, firing up 2023, interviewing an impressive songwriter who we're proud to call our friend. On today's show, we feature someone who's been on a roll lately, getting recognition for the nonprofit organization she started called the Community Arts Mentorship Program, which focuses on bringing music to remote Indigenous and Métis communities in Saskatchewan. She's a talented musician who performs on acoustic guitar, dobro, and mandolin. And wherever she goes, her banjo is never far behind. Her passion for music has been expressed across Canada, Europe, and recently she found time in her busy schedule to sneak down to Nashville. We're lucky to start the year off with one of the hardest working musicians in Canada. If you have any ideas for the podcast, check us out on Instagram at Every Song Has a Story. You know, I'm kind of a reactionary writer because that song has a purpose, you know? You don't just start off running five kilometers. The world is in your hands. So just have fun and, and explore the process. Hi, my name is Eliza Doyle, and I'm a singer-songwriter from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, and uh, today we're going to be talking about my song, Nothing to Lose. Can you describe the day that the idea came to you? Yeah, when I write songs, um, I mean, they come to me in different ways. Sometimes the melody comes first, and sometimes the lyrics come first, but for this one, I kind of had the melody and the chord structure figured out. And um, the concept of the song was actually a, a person I was dating at the time just kind of um, took off on their motorcycle without really telling me where they were going or what they were doing and just like didn't come home for supper. And then I was like, where are you? Is everything OK? And they're like, I'm on a trip and I don't know when I'm coming back. I was like, oh, OK. So that's where the that's where the concept of the song came from. And so you said you had the the words before the music? I had the music before the words. So I kind of had that da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Kind of had the chord structure down already. And then when this incident happened, I kind of started putting, you know, the, the whole concept of this person going on this trip without, you know, letting anybody else know where they were going. And then I kind of flipped the narrative so it became more about myself you know, that I was the one who was blasting off and not caring about letting people know what I was doing. I kind of thought, what a, you know, it's kind of a bold way to live, like not really caring what other people think or not taking into consideration other people's feelings. Not that I want to live my life that way, but there's a certain kind of, uh, when you're, when you're too considerate or overly considerate of other people's feelings, it can hold you back. So, I was kind of envisioning this free, spirited person going and doing kind of whatever they wanted to do. 
So, like, when you write, do you write in silence or do you have music going? I definitely, I write in in silence, I guess. it's. I've been trying to be a bit more intentional about it these days because I always think, like, your first couple albums can kind of come quickly um, because you kind of have a backlog of things or you've been working on things, you know, over your kind of career. And then for me, anyways, there becomes a point where you... it. There's only so many ways you can use chords, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, I'm a, a bluegrass Americana kind of country writer, there's only so many ways you can use the C, F, G, A minor, you know, E minor, D, those certain chords. There's only so many, so much combination of, of chord structure you can use. So after a while, you really have to kind of um, put more effort into it and think about, you know, what song lyric content you want to write. There's only so many ways to say you're heartbroken or so many ways to say you want to run away and never come back. So I've been, I've been needing to be more intentional about things these days and actually try to have a writing practice lyrically. The music comes, seems to come a lot easier to me. Like the hooks or the the melody come a lot easier than the than the lyrics. So I've been having to be more intentional about it these days. And what did you learn when you were writing this song? Well, there's a lot of things that that I really kind of like about this song. I like um, I kind of like like the time signature change a little bit. There's there's a you know some quick chords in there that kind of kept people off guard, especially when I'm trying to teach people. If I teach new musicians this song, it, it kind of you know we have to go through it a few times. My songs aren't just four chords in the traditional four four timing um, for this genre of music. So I I I don't know. I really like this song because the also the instrumental is a different chord structure than the verse and the chorus so that i like that how it switches up too but um it's this song has been really freeing for me like i said just because it started off i was writing it about someone being hurt from somebody doing something to me you know taking off not telling me where they were going not knowing that they were going to be returning um that's hard when you're you know it's it's an intimate partner um, and then I, I switched the narrative to be it like, I'm, you know, I'm the one who has nothing to lose. And I'm the one who, you know, you won't know where I am because I, you know, I'll tell you when I, when I feel like it. So I kind of flipped the power narrative. So that's, a, I guess that song kind of gave me back, um, ownership and power over a situation that I didn't have control over. And did you write this song with a specific audience in mind? I didn't. No, I when I write, I it's just reactions to personal experiences. Now I'm trying to change that. This song I wrote in, I mean, it was on my 2016 album. I think I wrote it in 2012 or 13. So, um, you know, I, I'm kind of a reactionary writer. I like I said, I, I'm not. I'm not intentional about it. I'm trying to be more of an intentional writer, though. So, um, but when I think about the audience now and the music video that goes along with it, you know, I'm riding a motorcycle and I'm all like, I'm out of here. See you later. <laughs> you know, um, I think I the audience that I see now being empowered by it is, you know, basically anybody who 
wants to take control of their situation, you know, who, who maybe wants to take off, but doesn't know how, or doesn't know how to get out of a situation. Um, you know, that this, this can be empowering, you know, you're just going on a trip, you've got nothing to lose. You don't know where you're going, but you know, everything's going to be fine because you know, the world is in your hands. So that's kind of my audience is anybody who needs to kind of be empowered and uplifted through that. And have you ever performed this song? I have, yeah. I've been performing it for probably since 2012 or 13. So it, it is one of my favorite songs to play. Um, I'm go, I've been performing lately more in the States. And so I'm, I'm kind of having to train band members as I go. And so... Sometimes this song, because, you know, especially if you're doing a pickup gig or something like that, or if you just jump on stage with people, this is not the easiest song to teach somebody. So I haven't been performing it as much lately, but it is one of my favorite songs to perform. And as the song plays through, uh, I'm wondering what part continues to resonate with you? What lyric? I am the, the very last line of the chorus. I ain't looking back. I got nothing to lose. So that's the kind of image, you know, of someone just walking boldly into the world or boldly into really any situation um, that you're not looking back. You're not looking back at the things that, you know, you're leaving behind. You're just moving forward and don't have anything to lose by making a tough decision and kind of walking, walking strongly forward so i really yeah that that lyric i ain't looking back i got nothing to lose p.s as an english school teacher as well the word ain't um it took me a while but i'm totally okay with that grammar now (laughs) i used to i used to look at my lyrics and you know think about grammar um but i've let that go so i ain't looking back i got nothing to lose what was the most challenging aspect of getting this song ready to record so um, I actually didn't have the whole thing, the whole structure worked out. So I didn't have, um, I didn't have the instrumental parts. So I didn't necessarily have, you know, the, yeah, the instrumental beginning, the ending, all those kinds of things done. So we really had to, when I was got together to record with the girls, we really, you know, pieced the song together and kind of had to produce the song first. So. Um, I think we, we kind of got a bit hung up on the instrumental part and I just really wanted to set it, set it apart from the verse and the chorus. So we kind of developed a different chord structure completely. So that was, that was probably one of the more challenging, um, parts of recording that song. And where did you record this song? Yeah, we recorded it up at Stackwell Studios, uh, with Liza Holder, uh, who plays guitar in the band and sings, and uh, yeah, up in Big River, Saskatchewan. Did anyone accompany you on this song for the recording? Well, we, so the girls, me and the girls recorded it um, together first, so me and Paula McGuigan and Liza Holder, and then we had Lucas Getz come in and play pedal steel and drums. So I've been playing with Lucas well, I started playing with him with the heartstrings back in 2007. He's just awesome. He played with the Deep Dark Woods, and he's just a really fabulous friend and musician. So, yeah, we brought him in after, and, and he put on uh, the pedal steel and the drums. 
So were there any uh, recording tricks or unique production techniques that were used when tracking this song? Um, no, it was it was pretty straightforward. I mean, I just recorded my, my last album. I just recorded live in Nashville, and I loved that. I loved the... I love the energy and the feeling that you capture from just doing a live album. You do a couple takes, you pick the best one, and that's it. Um, this album took a long time to record because we were piecing together the songs as we were going as well. We were producing songs, you know, figuring out beginnings, endings, instrumentals, that kind of thing. So um, in terms of, of tricks or anything like that, we didn't really... Um, it was just very standard tracking. Um, yeah, just a, a very, a very standard kind of tracked album. Is that the first time that you're, you were at that studio? It is not. We actually recorded the Midnight Roses album. Some of the Midnight Roses album was recorded there. Um, but yeah, Liza Holder is a friend and a band member. So I had been, she kind of has a, a home studio. So, But this was the first time I recorded a full album in that studio. Is there a funny story that comes to mind when you're thinking back to the recording sessions? Hmm. Well, <clears throat> I don't know if this is funny, but it kind of is a general theme in my life where... Uh, we we you know we kind of work on the album all day and then everybody would go to bed early and I would stay up um I would stay up late jamming you know writing figuring out stuff and then the girls would be ready to go early in the morning and I was I'm kind of a late a late night person and a late start person so I mean it's not funny but I had to really talk the girls into rearranging our schedule for me because I'm like, well, I'm the songwriter. It's my album. And if I want to stay up when I'm inspired, it's, it's in the evening. I'm a night owl. So I really just had to kind of, kind of flip it where I would, I would stay up late and we'd get started later. So that's not very funny, but that's the only kind of story I could think of. Where's the best place we can find this song? Uh, YouTube, I would say um, the video, just because I like the video, it kind of helps put the feeling of the song to it. But I'm on all the streaming platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Apple. I'm sure there's ones I don't even know about that I'm on. <laughs> because, you know, when you when you go with, uh, you know, distributing your distributing your music, it kind of goes everywhere. So. You just type my name into anywhere, Eliza Mary Doyle, and you can find it. What can we expect from you in the future? Well, thanks for asking. I have a new album coming out. I just recorded in Nashville, <clears throat> May 4th, and um, this coming March, so March of 2023, I'm going uh, to be releasing it. It's been seven years since I've re released anything under my own name, like a full-length album. I've recorded songs with people here and there and kind of done the odd single, but I'm really excited about releasing um, this this album. I'm really proud of all the songs. Usually when I record a song, I have some kind of hesitation. I listen to the vocals. I think, oh, I could have done that better, or I could have done that solo better. 
that kind of thing. But I'm just really, really happy with the album. Um, and I like the, the live feeling that it's captured. And um, my pals down in Nashville that live there obviously did an amazing job. There's pedal steel, electric guitar, drums and bass. So it's a, <clears throat> I'm working with a different crew than, than normal and the songs are a little bit um, just a different, it doesn't sound so, I don't know, folk singer-y. It sounds more of kind of like Rockin' American or something, more of a full band sound. So I'm really excited about it. We've been writing a lot of, a lot of songs and I'm stoked to share them with everybody. All right, so hypothetical question. You have a last-minute show scheduled. Uh It's a really big venue. You need to get a band together. Who do you call? It's hard because there's so many people I love playing with. You know, in Canada, obviously, Paula and Liza, the gals, they're my peeps. And, you know, they know all the songs so well, and and their harmonies are so tight. Like, Dustin Olmstead here in Swift Current plays, like, I mean, electric guitar and... Lucas Gatz plays pedal steel and drums so nicely. Um, but then this crew I've been working with in the States, like Kayla Powers has been playing, you know, I've been writing more songs on guitar, so he plays banjo, but he also plays fiddle and upright bass. Um, there's, a, there's a pal of his in, in Ohio, um, Jen, she's been playing upright bass. And then all the fellas down in Nashville, like Ian Kraft on upright bass and Herschel Van Dyke on drums and you know scotty murray on on a pedal steel and and charlie pate on electric guitar kira delasto on vocals casey lee anderson and of course casey clayton those guys sound great on my song mitch durow who plays fiddle with me it's just like I, i couldn't really pare it down aaron murray plays awesome guitar we've done a few shows together uh, Steph Cameron I've been playing a lot with um, so I, you know my ideal show would be and I've thought about this before would be Eliza and Friends you know and I'd kind of have you know this rotating cast of like you know all these best folks and um, yeah that would make for a really fun and interesting show what advice would you give anyone starting out as a songwriter Ooh, um, I would say that you have to write and practice writing a whole lot of different songs um, before, you know, just to kind of find your footing. I don't know. It's like some people try to write songs for a long time and it just doesn't really come to them. So, I mean, it's just like when I'm teaching songwriting to people, I kind of use the analogy of like, let's say you're training for a five kilometer marathon. You don't just start off running five kilometers. You have to start off like slowly and you kind of have to start practicing it. You got to stretch, you got to do short little stints. So when I give people songwriting exercises or, you know, when we're going over different things, it's kind of like akin to training, you know, for a sport or training for something like that. It's, it's really, um, yeah, and, and I'd say also, like, throw away some of the rules that you think. Like, you don't have to rhyme all the song, like, the lyrics, you know? You don't have to rhyme fear with disappear and, you know, peer and steer. You, you know, you, don't, you, don't, you, can, you can create new rules and you don't have to rhyme 
because sometimes it can sound elementary if you just rhyme have to rhyme everything all the time um so i would say just you know try a lot of different things and don't be afraid of writing a bad song or finishing a completely song that you you know might not ever go anywhere because that song has a purpose you know whether it's just to see that light of day uh, every song's not fit for an album so just have fun and and explore the process and so lastly would you like to give a shout out to anyone that we should check out or anyone you know of that is worth listening to well i mean i'm sure i'm sure the listeners know about casey and clayton love those guys um steph cameron is someone who i just admire so much she's she's done so much musically in the past she's toured with buffy saint marie and she's she's releasing a new album um playing banjo on a few songs of hers but she i just love her voice and her style love her stuff um Aaron Murray goes under the name uh, Aaron L. Hefe, and he's got some, he's a really, really fabulous um, songwriter. And uh, yeah, this, I'm just, you know, I listen to a lot of, of local Saskatchewan musicians. Um, those, those are my kind of talk, top recommendations to kind of, to go, to go check out. Hey, this is Eliza Doyle, and you're listening to Every Song Has a Story with Big City Productions. You know, I'm kind of a reactionary writer because that song has a purpose, you know? You don't just start off running five kilometers. The world is in your hands. So just have fun and, and explore the process.